Sending data, sending data, sending data, sending data. This is the internet. You are the internet. I am a man, and this is a show on the internet. The year is 2022. This is the internet. Movies are happening, and we're talking about them. The show is oh so curious. My shirt is not blue. My shirt is green and flannel today. And what is everybody else wearing? Joining me today on Oh So Curious, we got Roland, we got Catriona, we got Dan, we got me. And today we have an overabundance of green characters because why? It's been a She-Hulk kind of week. How are you people? Dan, what's going on? Can't hear you. I muted myself again. Sorry, sorry guys. I do this all the time. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I spent the the week watching the terminal list, you know, crossing off each episode off that list, and then after eight hours of that, I had to watch a half hour She-Hulk episode, which just kind of felt like a ripoff, honestly. You know, like thirty minutes. I feel uh, like I could have used more than thirty you, minutes. You 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 felt ripped off. You felt shorted by it. I felt shorted like, by it. You know, I I'm I just I'm not a big fan. I'm I'm not a big fan of um, half hour television that doesn't feel like a sitcom and that show certainly the first episode did not feel like a sitcom it, it wasn't even like the gilmore girls kind of a thing really were you hoping for a gilmore girls type of a type of a marvel show i wouldn't mind it you know like if if they did that we're just like we all have superpowers but we're just kind of like living our lives and trying to meet other superheroes i'd watch it That'd be i'd watch awesome. it. it's kind of like the tick honestly that would be fun yeah the Tick was a good show. Roland, how are you doing? It's been a while. Welcome back. I know. it's 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 been way too long. I'm glad to be back, to have a, a green screen behind me. Your, uh, your screen is green. You got uh, you got some retro She-Hulk stuff there. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, bring it to the classics, you know. That's how yeah. I do. Yeah. This is the family-friendly yeah. She-Hulk content you can find on the internet. We'll yes. See. That was a conversation <laughs> that we had uh, earlier. Um, be careful when you uh, search She-Hulk, everyone. Um, there's a lot of, uh, how should I put this, enthusiastic fans. Oh. Kachiana, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, Roland. Moving on. Thanks for asking, yeah. Um, I'm good. Things are good, you know. I've been just living life. Got Shrek. Or what, I always get the wrong side. Shrek here. Fiona's here, too, but, like, I'm blocking her view, so... Because yeah. you want Shrek. You want that to be your honeymoon with Shrek. Yeah, dreaming. Like photo Photoshopping your face onto her body. Yeah, should have been, been me. I've been thinking about it. It yeah. should have been me. It does feel, yeah. I Shrek. love Shrek. That's a good I, I love the shot composition there. It just sort of works out perfectly. Yeah. yeah. He can't take his eyes off you. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> He's like a little angel on your shoulder. He feels like an angel on my shoulder all the time. Yeah. That's wow. one way of looking at I, I always think, what would Shrek do? And that's how I live my life. I respect that. It's a good way of it also makes sense. Um, <laughs> that's a perfectly <laughs> good way of living your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. We were, 
We had it. We were covering a lot of issues about being embarrassed by teachers, and I don't know. I I certainly I had one teacher who always called me Gary, and she said every time she did, I would stop, and she'd go, "I've never, I've never, I've been teaching for thirty years, and I've never gotten someone's name wrong, and yet." She always called me Gary. It always pissed me off. And it always got the class laughing at me. Um, I don't know how deep we want to get into our, uh, our personal histories and stuff, but I do like sort of opening it up and being like, hey, who are you people? And getting to, uh, getting to know you a bit more. Yeah. I, well, um, I think we're rolling in the deep, so let's uh, keep, it, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, inside joke. Nobody's going to get that. I suppose, yeah, we can have <laughs> yeah. those. We don't, yeah. Um, that's, that's the truth today. Well, we got an interesting show, um, all things considered. Um, should we see what we have in store today? Should we, just, should we just skip right into the meat and bones of this thing? The, well, yeah, sure, why not? And, uh, and see the rundown. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Let's well, okay. Take it away. All right, me. Okay. Hey guys, how's it going? We're here in the rundown. We're gonna take a look at some quick hits. Isn't that thrilling and exciting? And then we're gonna talk about She-Hulk episode one. We're gonna review it. Did we like it? Did we not? We'll see. Then we're gonna look at Rolling Underground. I don't know what episode his is today, but I'm excited to see it. Then we're gonna talk about House of the Dragon, what we're gonna feel about it because it's airing tonight. Then we're gonna have a lovely William Hurt tribute thanks guys <clears throat> do it mic drop thank you the mic has been dropping uh well well done and uh that's sorry for anybody's like a... ears i just blew out because i like slammed the table I just you're fu- no buddies you're fine i think okay. you're good good job nice rundown um why thanks. don't we then see those quick hits figure out everything that happened this week in entertainment in media who's doing the quick hits today i am it says it on the graphic I guess not. does it dan's <laughs> at the wheel you know sure. it's give me some spoiler alert guys. um all, all right. right um I'm tired but you know one thing i'm going to need your help with today is i forgot the music for quick hits you know left it oh, at no. home can you guys just Gotta you do know, this again? lend me a hand please yeah, yeah. yeah. happy happy, happy to, to. Yeah. all right okay uh, do you want the beat or the melody this time catriona so, um i'll do the melody all right i'll do yeah. the beat here we go here's hey, Roland, you can like hits. bring in some acapella element yeah absolutely just, yeah. find a place where you fit in i don't remember um, how the actual music goes so i'm just gonna wing it yeah well i'm gonna lay down a fat beat here we go all right time for some quick hits uh, here's what happened this week in the world of movies um Good music, guys. Good stuff. Um, all right. First story. So Wednesday from Netflix, they, they dropped a new trailer. Somebody's phone just rang. That's weird. Um, anyway, um, Netflix dropped this new trailer for Wednesday. You see Jenna Ortega uh, playing Wednesday Adams. We have Kathleen Zeta-Jones there playing the mom. Oh, I, I love her. I what her name was. Um, or Tisha. And I forgot the name of the actor who's playing the, the dude there in the middle. Whatever. The trailer looked the trailer looked great. I watched Sarah, the trailer. Up the tempo. My <laughs> my favorite part about the trailer was okay. um, just watching the part where 
she releases piranhas into the swimming pool and and then like they're eating up this dude's butt like and there's blood it's pretty gruesome anyway um some sad news here Wolfgang peterson passed away this week you know he directed movie and produced movies like poseidon um air force one get off my plane does boot you know uh he he had a long successful career uh, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends and uh, yeah let's move on to the next story of course Ezra Miller has been in the news a lot lately for once it seemed like it was for the right reasons this week um, Ezra Miller finally apologized formally through a statement that his agent released where he said that hey I'm suffering I clearly have some complex mental health issues and I'm seeking treatment for it I apologize for my disturbing behavior and uh, I'm gonna you know work to get myself right essentially so let's see what let's see what he does let's see if he follows through with it the flash is still in post-production looks like warner brothers will release the movie and uh, ezra miller hopefully can take part in the promotional tour if of course you know he goes through the treatment does not get into any more trouble between now and next june when the movie comes out now let's move on to to like the story of the week top and maverick passed avengers infinity war at the domestic box office to become the sixth highest grossing domestic box office movie of all time and the news does not stop there because if you have seen it in theaters twenty thousand times already and you're just like you know what i don't want to go see it in the theater anymore i just want to lie down on my couch and watch it well guess what august 23rd you can do that it's going to be out on digital you can rent it you can buy it you know i'm going to be looking out for it on itunes this is something um you know, a movie that's, uh, I would say, is the best movie of the summer. So if you haven't checked it out, why haven't you checked it out? Go watch it in theaters. It's still going to be in theaters. If you want to watch it on a big screen, you have a terrible television at home. Otherwise, watch it at home. So our last story in Quick Hits today is Ferris Bueller's Day Off is getting a spinoff. And, you know, these two guys, they took out that nice Ferrari. Uh, apparently, they're going to, uh, you know, tell us what kinds of mayhem they got up to that day with the Ferrari. So it's a spinoff that sort of is like a mini pocket of, of, of the original movie. It just takes that story. It's like Rogue One, basically, you know? They took the opening title crawl and turned it into a movie, something similar here. The, the other thing that blew my mind in the same article where I read about this, the same guys who are working on this Ferris Bueller's Day Off spinoff, they're also developing an ancient aliens film adaptation. Like, based on that History Channel show, they blew my mind. I was like, what the hell? I would watch it. You know, that whole dude, like that dude needs to be in there. The the memeified dude is like, like he needs to be in there. Um, anyway, that, them's the quick hits. Um, make sure to check us out. Uh, we have a podcast up on Apple, Spotify, you know, Anchor, all those platforms where you can find your podcast. Just Google also curious. I decided to do that the other day, and apparently Apple Podcast shows up pretty high on the list, so you can listen to us there. Other than that, you know, follow us on our social channels. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think we're on TikTok now too. We're Tiki Talking. Um, we're also uh, I don't know if that's a thing. I'm, I'm, clearly, I'm not in tune with TikTok. Trend. We also have a website, osocurious.com. Check us out there. We are rolling underground, also memorable. We got movie eliminator. We got all sorts of stuff on the website. And I'm working on a bio page for all of us too. So there's that. Well, with that, I'm gonna say let's move on to the next thing. And what is the next thing? I believe you're moving on to talking about She-Hulk. Wow. 
somebody's angry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a great job, team. We really went in there. We're talking yeah, about yeah. She-Hulk and uh, the first episode. Why don't we? Why don't we just go ahead and? Why don't we? Why don't we just go? Why ahead? don't we just go ahead and? Uh, I'm I'm lightheaded. I'm actually lightheaded. Um, Did you I bet I would be too. I'm exhausted looking at you. I hope I hope it was I hope it was worth it, guys. I hope the music. You didn't. You didn't breathe. I mean, it was it was tough. Did quite Did that one year of choir class not teach you anything about? Not about beatboxing. Breath? No. Not about beatboxing. <laughs> um. So let's just go around. Give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. Are you gonna recommend people watch this show, or are you gonna caution them against it and uh, strongly advise against uh, wasting your time? I, I know what I think. Um, Dan, what do you think? Watch it? Don't watch it? I'm gonna watch it, but wow, it's sort of—it's not like a full thumbs up. It's sort of like I don't know, like a little off the, like a 45 degree angle, right? Because I mentioned that's earlier. That's right in the middle. No, huh? I guess it's not. Nine, nah. Okay. That's, yeah. I mentioned that's... earlier, you know, as good as it was, I mean, it's 30 minutes long. I feel like I, I might just have to. This is one of those shows you got to keep watching as it happens because otherwise the internet will ruin it for you. So I'm sort of stuck having to watch it every week. But ideally, I would like to just binge it all, at, you know, once it's all up there. Because I, I just feel like 30 minutes is too short of an episode for me to, like, watch once a week. I binge, like, four episodes of Friends at any given sitting. So. I'm yeah, interesting. Mm. Uh, Roland, watch it. Don't watch it. I I think yeah, you kind of if the internet doesn't ruin it for you, you should probably wait. You know, get a little. How is I'm upset. sorry. How is the internet going to ruin it? What do you guys mean by that? Like spoilers. Yeah, because you know what? this is this show apparently has a lot of cameos, and all these cameos like the first episode didn't have. I mean, you can maybe call the Hulk a cameo. I don't know. It depends on how often he's gonna show up in the rest of the show. But apparently, in every episode, they're gonna have like somebody like we talked about it when we talked about reasons to watch She-Hulk, and he had like Wong and Daredevil and Abomination. Yeah. So it's like gonna be like WandaVision. Like they might have Quicksilver show up or the you know, the actor who played Quicksilver in the X Men universe. And then if you hadn't watched that week's episode and you were waiting to binge the whole thing, it will be ruined for you. Like it's hard to hide from spoilers on the internet. So Yeah. Okay. Catch but I think... Oh no, Roland, finish your thought. Okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> don't no, don't put the whole screen on me. It's fine. It's good. Sorry. It's, gone. it's okay. Okay. Actually, Anna, what do you think? Watch it. Um, don't watch it. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think I will probably like. It's one of those shows that's like when we used to have just basic cable, and there was you know, like scrolling through the channels. There was nothing to watch, and you're like, fine, I'll settle for like Law and Order because it's on. And you're like, you know, it's not that bad actually. Maybe I'll watch a couple more episodes, but it's not the best. That's how I feel. I think I will watch it, maybe. Not in as it's happening. I don't really care about the spoilers, so I'll just let it all go up and binge it. Mm. But uh, that's how I feel. I honestly don't mind the 30-minute the thing. I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, it's like we're getting them out quick. That's, that's how, how I feel, how too. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing about it is that it's only 30 minutes. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say, please don't watch this show. Oh, my gosh. The, all right. The writing is abominable the acting outside she's good she's good she does a good job Actually, everyone else say, yeah. pretty bad 
pretty bad acting in this show. Um, I CGI, like her friend. Her friend's CGI, good. not very good. Um, plot, very not great. It's um, one episode though, right? Like how much can you? Uh, yes, yeah. and, and I'm gonna tell you, made a horrible first impression on me. Um, yeah. just the just just the the car crash alone, um, you know. Because we talked about it last week. The original concept here was there's a blood transfusion, you know, and yeah. like that actually makes sense. Here it's, you know, it all happens in one scene. It's, oh no, your cut. Get your cut away from my cut. Oh no, my cut's in your cut. And like it was so clumsy. And then, of course, you know, just the, the whole, you know, I've been stuck like this for. 10 years trying to figure this whole thing out. And she goes, do you think I'll be stuck like this? Cut to next scene. She's not. It's like, okay, great. She's And the whole premise of this is like, she's like Hulk, but she's better. She yeah, well, I, I mean... Roland, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, they showed Hulk as clearly being more in tune with his abilities and still, you know, like, because he's like at one point holding her back with his hand because she's like, she's like trying to like... It was a whole cartoon like thing. I don't. I didn't think they. They. I think at the end of the day, the impression that I got from the show is they're different. It. They're not necessarily like they didn't really specify one of the Hulks is better than the other. They just said they're different, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, one of them is a guy. I know. And the other one's a gal. <laughs> but it's like they're rewriting the rules of being a Hulk for her, um, and this is the whole episode is really setting up like. How is, how is her power going to work? Which you have to do. That's fine. Don't take issue with that. Um, almost every male character in this, except for the Hulk, is flat, phony, not a real character. There's no depth to any of them. They're basically caricatures of an idea of toxic masculinity that I think, you know, it's just... It's unrealistic and it's kind of on the nose. Yeah, I agree um, regarding like the the other lawyer who's basically trying to take over. You're never going to make it. Well, right. I mean, like in yeah. this day and age, if he said that, like he'd be canceled immediately, you know, and he had witnesses, other people hearing him say that to her face. Like you, there's no way he would be able to say that. And it was so um, there was nothing subtle about it. You nothing know, like I, I think it, like it's there's nothing wrong with like trying to drive that point that it's like she's a woman. Uh, trying to like you know fight with these like men who are trying to dominate her and like prove like oh you can't do this stuff but like it's like if you're like constantly saying you can't do this because you're a woman like just straight to our face constantly it's there's there's nothing it, it, it doesn't feel genuine it just feels very forced and it's like we have to think that or we're horrible people for you know not thinking that way you know like like i want to i want to be able to see it just so much more subtly and not there was, a very, there was a severe <laughs> lack of subtlety in this show. Yeah. Um, having said that, you know, I appreciate the fourth wall breaks. I like the idea that uh, she's trying to just be a lawyer. I thought I did, you know, chuckle when they said, you know, who are you? And in every other, you know, who are who am I? I'm Spider-Man or who am I? You know, I'm Iron Man. There's yeah. who are you? You know. Uh, you know, she, I'm an attorney, and uh, you know she introduces herself by her first and last because she really does not want to answer the call to adventure here, um, and so there's some humor in that, but this was not entertaining enough for me, or even light enough for me, uh, to just be the kind of show where I sit back and watch it because I don't want to think too hard. Like, you know, still... I 
I actually felt that this episode was more of like the Hulk's journey um, mm-hmm. because it was him coming in and helping his sister who he, or cousin, cousin. I, don't, I don't know, whatever, his, his relative and uh, you know, who he kind of accidentally, like it's not intentionally his fault, but in a way it is. And he's here to help her and train her. And he's like thinking, oh, you know, we're gonna have to take years on this. And then suddenly she's doing everything perfectly. And he yep. has to accept that knowledge after the years of torment and suffering he had to go through for himself. So it's like within five minutes, he has to just be able to accept and acknowledge that she's gonna have a so much, like a much easier time than he is still help yeah. her even though she's being really like bratty about it which i mean i understand you know she's upset she's like a hulk now and um it was it was like his his journey of acceptance as opposed to you know her it, it, it was she just kind of like every, she got her way the entire episode i mean yeah. obviously she didn't want to be a she-hulk but she's a perfect she-hulk she can do everything automatically she can control yeah. it and she's going back to be a lawyer she got everything she wanted and wrapped up in she can have it all um, de- yeah. uh, Roland, defend it a little bit, because I know like some people are going to enjoy this. You clear like you're gonna you're gonna watch more episodes of this, right? Oh yeah, for sure. What's like what do what's what do you what's in it for you? Like what are I, you looking forward I, to? Well, I mean, it's like what you said. It's there's not you don't really know what the story is about um, in this first episode. This is just kind of to like hey, here's what she this is what she's about. This is how she got here. Let's get this out of the way. Um, you know, kind of introduces uh, Titania at the end of the episode. Um, that's who like crashes into the court scene. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sets some things up and just goes to show like, hey, this is going to be a lawyer show. This is going to be a different kind of lawyer show. So let's, let's have fun with it. And I want to see how fun they get with it because, um, I you think know, Jen Walter they, seems like a fun character. She's, she does. she's cool, and I, I want to see more of her. I, I think they could they could have more fun with the law parody. You know, yeah. Like if you did a Law and Order type theme song for this, and you did and you did the opening credits as though it was a Law and Order show. You know, with her walking, but like she's She Hulk next to all of these other lawyers. It'd be really it'd be yeah. funny to be well, self aware in that respect. They did a lot well, of marketing that way. Have you guys you've seen the tray like the clips right where they're they did a Law and Order intro version of, of a commercial. And then they've also, there was like this, you know how you get those lawyer infomercials? Like, have you been injured mm-hmm. in a something, something? Like they've yeah. they've done commercials like that promoting this show. That's, that's great. What I'm saying is though, like that's the sense of humor that the show itself should have, you know, because basically at the end of the day, that's false advertising saying, this is gonna be the sense of humor of the show. And then you get there and it's it's not there. Well, let me, so here's something that I found out after watching the, sh- the first episode. Apparently, this episode was initially meant to be the eighth episode. So there's nine episodes total in this season. And this was supposed to be the eighth episode. You know how like Disney has Plus has had this uh, pattern where the penultimate episode of every series tends to be like this big flashback episode. So apparently they, yeah. they were going to like flashback to the origin of how she became She-Hulk in that penultimate episode. And they were going to start off in the beginning with just she's a She-Hulk. Like then we just kind of like pick up from there. And then I wish they had. They went and reshot a lot of stuff uh, to like make sh- to basically take episode eight and turn it into episode one. So you can imagine that to like find ways to stitch together, which is why like the final sequence where Titania comes in, it kind of feels like really rushed and quick. But what I'm trying to get at is all of that adds up to this first episode being sort of 
out of it's not being the typical episode that you're gonna see the rest of the way. I think the yeah. the rest of the eight episodes yeah. are gonna feel more like that procedural comedy sort of a situation uh, show versus this first one, which is more like they just want to give her an origin story right up front and get her on the go, you know? Yeah, and I saw like I appreciated that because the way that they'd shot it, she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm the She-Hulk. I know you're not gonna be able to pay attention unless like." Good fourth wall break. Good, yeah. you know, um, good. Yeah, I mean that was that was clever. And at that point, which is what a minute into the show, I was like, okay, maybe I'll enjoy this. And then I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think that if this is if that's what they're going for, if that's the the path that they're going to take, this pilot, this first episode, was a weak one because it didn't establish the tone really. Um, or manage any expectations yeah. for what the sh what what's coming next. At the end of this, all I really know is like she's gonna continue rejecting this call to adventure, but she can she's got complete control over her powers. Um, By the way, question about that is is her breaking the fourth wall? Is that like her altar? Because you know how Bruce said you don't even have an altar. I have a second guy in here, and then like within that same you know few minutes, the first time you see her turn and say something to the camera and then both she and Bruce like make a weird face. Like it's like, so it's like well, showing it's her first time doing it. And hmm. he is, he noticed well, no, Yeah, that shot right there. He's not looking at the camera though. She's the only one breaking no, the No, 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 he's, he's looking at her cause he heard her. Like it's showing that we're not the only ones hearing her talk to oh. us. Like he's, he heard her say something, you know, he acknowledged, that's, he's like, whoa, that's what's she? That's straight out of Fleabag. I was going to say, I, yeah, I didn't want yeah. to, to say it, but yeah, Fleabag for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, Roland, how closely is this aligning with the comic book version of the character? Because a lot of those traits are straight out of the comic book, right? Oh, yeah. She she was doing the fourth wall breaks before Deadpool was doing it. You know, like yeah. she's the, the OG, like, funny character. And <laughs> really? it's even funnier, like, that she was not only is she, like, a Hulk and trying to be, like, a lawyer and, you know, per, it's... It's funny. That's all. <laughs> and uh, hopefully they'll they'll use that. They seem to have a light sense of humor about it. I don't care what Andrew is saying. It's It seems nice and light. And I, I hope they keep at it. And I hope they do that lawyer show that we were talking about. Me too. Um, yeah. I'm not going to stick around to find out. But I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about it. I think... That's pretty much setting the, setting the expectations for what we're going to cover. I have before a, we just yeah, finish yeah, up. Yeah. So, go ahead, Roland. Yeah. Well, I, I have this question. Why does her hair grow, but the Hulk's hair for some reason shrunk? Did anyone else notice that? Like, okay, obviously we knew like her hair was growing. You even see like this weird almost werewolf transformation as she like grows her like dark, almost straight hair. But uh, at the beginning, Bruce has this like kind of like long 70s haircut that he's yeah. got rocking. But as you can see, the Hulk has very short hair. So what's that? What's the hair logic? I, I I don't think we should look for much logic in the transformations here. She doesn't get super bulked out or anything. She's just kind of taller, a little more toned, green. I know uh, we're all sad about really, it. Really, at the end of the day, <laughs> like it's not a transformation so much as a makeover for her. Um, and that's yeah. that was disappointing. I was like, show me a yeah. real hulked out. I know we all want it, but we the wanted to see that. Like they said, they no, they no, no. She should be hot. <laughs> well, 
I mean, but like, look at Roland's background. Like, it's there She's is hot. a ver- like there's comic book versions of the character where you could see that they made her like way more jacked and more, yeah, like wide. I think part of that has to do with they do at some point have to set a boundary on just how far do they, do they want to get away from what the actual actor looks like. Right. And it's, yeah, I think for Tatiana Maslany, like she's not, she's, she's, a you know, not a tall, particularly tall person or anything like that. She's not a, like, she's not like a Gal Gadot, even Gal Gadot. She's got a slender frame, but she's tall. Right. Yeah. But it's, I think it will be pushing the lim- limits of like believability. It's already is, but even more like, I mean, it's, it's easier to, I mean, Mark Ruffalo, it's easier to like imagine that Hulk looking like the way it does, but it, it doesn't look anything like the Edward Norton Hulk. It's supposed to be the same one. In this case, I'd imagine what they're gonna do is over time they're gonna evolve the physique of She-Hulk, but part of this okay. probably is limited. Like we talked about the te- the CGI packed episode, and you could tell that the CGI on Hulk is way better because they've had 12 years to perfect it. Better texture, better model. It's it's a lot more detailed, whereas her in some shots it looked like it was painted on green paint like Lou Ferrigno's Hulk. And I think that's because they're working on like the smaller budget because it is still a TV show. They might have spent yeah. 25 million per episode, but they're not spending 150 million on like 90 minutes of a movie. So I think some of that CGI is going to improve over time as like maybe they have her jump from the show to a movie. Um, but before maybe we finish she'll up, upgrade like a Pokemon, like yeah. I wanted to touch upon this because this is like a big. I apparently did not know this was a thing, but apparently in the Marvel were, uh, sphere of fans. It's a big deal talking about Captain America's virginity. And this is something that the episode makes a point of addressing um, by setting it up in the beginning and then having a whole post-credit scenes devoted to it. What did you guys think about that whole thing? I mean, did, did that joke land with you or was that not anything you care for? Yeah, it's uh, funny. Okay. It was I more... kind of... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's more shocking than anything that they would say that for... A Disney show. I think in my head, I'm so like Disney, Disney. So well, they cut it off. You don't hear the whole word. He's like, she's like Captain America, fool, and then they just cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was good. I like that. Catch you on. What were you gonna say? Oh, nothing important. I was just gonna say where I was watching it. (laughs) I I couldn't really see the screen properly. I was sitting outside on my laptop, so it was all very dark. So I was trying to figure out how to like be able to see it properly. And I was kind of in and out of that moment. And then I was like, oh, wait, I missed the crash. So let me rewind that. And then I kind of like wasn't paying attention to the Captain America. I was I heard them talking about Captain America. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. nice. They're talking about him. That's all I got out of it. I, uh... Cool. I don't know. The the more the more mythology that I have to keep track of, even for that's the thing. This is supposed to be the 30, the light 30 minute sitcom esque show. And yet it still requires a vast knowledge of all the Avengers stuff and like all of the Marvel mythology. And that's an that's a big ask for something that you're just supposed to kick back and spend 30 minutes relaxing to and not pay too close attention to. So if they solidify the idea and the humor and all of that, I think they can they can do a good job making this its own thing. Uh, honestly, I'd prefer it if they sort of made it separate from the larger MCU and just made it its own fun show. I think that would be better. But that's what I think. I'm sure there's somebody out there who might disagree. Tell us in the comments if you do. 
be our friend, uh, be our frenemy. We, we'll take those. We'll take anybody we can get. Interact with us. We enjoy guy in a green shirt. Hey, look, look, we're doing better today. Um, thank you for watching. Subscribe. We're on all the things. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and pretty much any place you can get a podcast. So let's go on to the next thing. Rolling Underground. Yeah, I don't remember what the Rolling Underground episode is. <laughs> let's find out. Let's. We'll be in it together. Well, it's, it'll be a surprise. Welcome to Rolling Underground, where we talk about what's happening in the world above while in my grandparents' basement. I'm your host, DJ Sweater Weather. DJ Sweater Weather. An actual job I did. Fun fact. Anywho, I went biking. It was terrible, uh, but it was my girlfriend's birthday. I guess you're obliged to do that. But it was terrible. I hated it. Apparently, I'm not good at it either. But I, you know, I did it. I got through it. And let me tell you something. There was one thing that got me through it, and it wasn't my girlfriend's support. It wasn't like, oh, I need to do this for myself. None of that ridiculousness. It was theme songs. It was TV show theme songs that that really pumped me up. That made me finish the ride. So I thought we'd do a little something cool. We'll make a tier list. All right, so how I have the setup is S, it's in red. It stands for superior. It slaps. This can be on any playlist. It's a good song. It's a great song. On the bottom, we have D, it's in green for some reason. I, you would think that green would be good and then red is bad, but whatever. D stands for dog doo-doo. It's not good. It's terrible. I hate it. That's, yeah, let's, let's just get into it, okay? Because there's, there's no point in dilly-dallying, okay? <laughs> let's just roll it. First off, let's start with what's new Scooby-Doo, all right? This is really the reason that we're doing this video. Um, it slaps, okay? This is superior. It was just so good. Like, it rocked. It was cool. And then, this was also, like, the era of Hex Girls, which, don't get me started. Um, so, it's, it's going in slap. Slap territory. Next up, this one's a little harder. Danny Phantom. I love Danny Phantom. All right, it was a great show. I loved it. It was so creepy and it was cool. And that's what the theme song is. It's so creepy and it's cool. But it starts off with this kind of horror rock and then it goes into rap. I'm okay with it. I'm cool. I'm liking it. And then it goes into like this weird pop change in the music and that's too much. And honestly, it just, in that short amount of time, you shouldn't be changing the genre so much. I'm putting in an A because that's what's holding it back. All right, next up we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I tried my best not to be biased about this, okay? Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have gone through so many iterations, you know, so many reboots, and so many theme songs. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of good theme songs, all right? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just it bops, all right? So I was like, which one is the best, okay? And it's obviously the 2003 version. This song slaps. It's superior. It's so good, all right? There's so many lines in this like it's a shell of a town it's so good it's so good you could put this on any playlist i will say there's a four minute version of the song that's very unnecessary but let me tell you something i love being a turtle by the way i should say um i had a lot longer list of these i'm just going off of my fans you know i i went on my social meets 
and I went to people and I was like, hey, what, you know, I said, let me know your, your most and least favorite theme song. And I got a lot. I got like, I think 33 responses, but let's, let's get back into it. VeggieTales, uh, it's good. It's good. Like, it's pretty good. Um, it was a good use of tuba. And then they put the accordion into it, and that's too much, all right? You can have one bad instrument. You cannot put two bad instruments into it. But it's not bad, so I'm giving it a C. Wonder Pets. D. Ben 10. Who? I was a Ben 10 kid, all right? I, I don't know if you can tell by the green. But I, ah, uh, Ben 10 hit. It was so creepy. It was so cool. The aesthetic was pleasing. And that's what this song is. It's so dope. You see the transformations. You get this creepy, cool, like eerie alien sound. It's just, it's so dope. It's an S. It's superior. Cat Dog was always confusing to me, even as a child. I never understood like how they went to the bathroom. Like how do they, like what was their story? And the theme song, it makes it seem like they're born that way. What are their parents? I just, there was, there was too many and I, I never liked it. Anyway, the song just doesn't, it doesn't really do anything for me, but I don't hate it. So I, I'm putting it for C, for Cat Dog. Lazy Town, D. It's just, I, I think because of the whole Stevon Stevenson, I think uh, he went viral and you know, people loved him and his song was, was cool. And I think I just had higher expectations, but this song is bad. It's, it's not horrible, but it's, it's not good. Um, there's definitely some production value. That's just, I'm not a, not a fan of so D. Next up, Beetleborgs. I had to look this one up. I, I had no idea what it is. You should look it up if you don't know what it is. Cause I'm not, I'm not gonna explain it. I don't have time. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like, it's creepy. It's cool. Apparently it's the same company as Power Rangers. Fun fact, Saban, whatever. I'm putting it for B. Add another B for the big bad Beetleborgs, okay? Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, how do I put this? No, it's not, I, it's like so boring and it's like so casual that I, I imagine as like a parent, I would be so annoyed. I would hate it. I, I think I would just, oh my gosh, speeding a bad theme songs, 64 Zoo Lane, my friend, suggested this uh i don't know why like the music is okay like it would be a c but the singer's voice is just so annoying i'm, I'm giving it i'm giving it a d it's it's not good you know it's uh kids next door okay kids next door was cool i love the code names i love their outfits the music though uh it's a c and let me tell you why it's such a ripoff of James Bond. It should be lucky I'm not giving it a D because we don't respect cheaters around here, okay? I mean, it's pretty good, but it's, it's literally just a James Bond theme song. Like, there's not, like, I understand they're going for spies, but just, yeah. <sighs> Next up, Chalk Zone. Chalk Zone is pretty good. It's a pretty good song, but it's just the same line over and over again. It's, and it just, it works. I'm going, it's C for Chalk Zone, okay? Alliteration. All over, Code Lyoko. Uh, my friend that also did 64 Zoo Lane uh, recommended this one, and let me tell you something, D. This is one of the worst songs I've ever heard. I hate the animation. I, I hate the song. The song is terrible. It's garbage. Hannah, this is bad. Big City Greens, I, it's, it, does, it does nothing for me, nothing. It's such a copyright-free song. You know, like I like you wouldn't have a scene to put it in, but it's like it's good. But it's it's the scene. Dexter's Laboratory. That was pretty good. 
It was really good. Uh, the music was it was very haunting. It was very chill. It was cool. I liked it. Anybody else hate Dee Dee though? Like I always hated her. Like I always wanted to punch her. But it, it's not the best song. But it's such a good song. I'm giving it a B. I have to give it a B. It's nothing. I don't know. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Power Rangers. We actually talked about this on Oh So Curious. And one time, me and my friend were hanging out and we were doing karaoke at his place. And I made him listen to all 25 theme songs of the Power Rangers. And I think we got halfway through before he was like, well, are we listening to the same? No, we were listening to 25, all the seasons of Power Rangers. It was awesome, dude. It, oh, it killed. It was so good. The power, the, um, like the beginning riff of it is legendary. You don't have to know the, the, the show at all. This song kills, it slaps. It's whatever synonym you want to use for it, it's superior. It's S tier. Uh, H2O, I know a lot of people like this show, so I'm, I'm gonna be trying to be nice about it. It was weird having to watch 16 year olds in swimsuits. That's not really my cup of tea. It made me uncomfortable. And the song is just like, it's, it's boring. It's a very boring song. It does nothing. It's a C. It's just not, it's like, ugh. For a show that I feel gets so much hype, you think it'd have a better theme song, but it doesn't. It's just bad. I am Weasel. Uh, I'm liking the ska vibes that it gives. Like it's kind of like kooky, but it and the I am Weasel is kind of funny. I don't know. It just it doesn't. It, there were some nice notes, but it wasn't groovy enough. I have to give it a C. That's so Raven. It was definitely a product of its time. Let me tell you that. Very 2000 vibes going on. It was a great show. It wasn't bad. I, it's like it's so dated that I have to give it a B. I have to give it a B. I wanted to give it an A. I did, but it's just so dated. Jimmy Neutron rocked. It was really good. I'm not gonna lie. Like the, the singer was like just like he was so tough and cool. He was like Jimmy Neutron. Like he was just like it, he knew he was cool. Like he knew this song was good. I I liked it. It was cool. I don't like it wasn't like anything to really get you going. And he did say like Jimmy Neutron a lot, but. I'm giving it an A. It's a really good song. Johnny Quest, honestly, I think they benefit not doing any lyrics. I've, I've never watched this show, but it looks very dope. Like this looks enticing and it looks very innovative for the 60s. And it's, it's cool, but it's, I'm giving it a B. Like it's, it's, it's very good. Chowder. I don't know what Chowder's deal is, but the theme song is so catchy. It's like the first few lines, you take the moon and you take the sun. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. And I don't want to like the song. I really don't, actually. I wanted to give it a B, but I can't help it. I have to give it an A. Because it sticks with you, dude. It sticks with you. Honestly, the memes for Barney have just, just ruined any possibility for Barney again. It's just, I, every time I look at it, I'm like, this is horrifying. Have you guys seen the like Resident Evil? but it's Barney. It's terrifying. I hate it. Um, I also hate it's theme song. It's just Yankee, Yankee Doodle. It, it's, it's just, it's a cheat. It's a ripoff and we don't respect that. So it's, it's bad. Little Einstein, everybody, oh gosh, this had such, such a hold, such a hold on like Gen Z, like Zoomers and like young millennials. And I just couldn't, and I get it, like I understand. It's a, it's a great song and I hate to admit it, but let me tell you something, it's too needy at the end. It's like, oh, I need you. So I'm giving it an A. 
Lizzie McGuire. Okay, Lizzie McGuire, I remember my cousin Madison, shout out. She loved this show. I don't know why I always attacked her with this show, but I do. The theme song is terrible. It's garbage. It's like a lot of these songs are like, oh, it's just lame. Like that's why they're deep. It's like, this is genuinely a bad song. Like the production value is not good. It's it's very it's very terrible. Rewatch it. I think you're you're getting nostalgic about it. Ned's Declassified. Oh, dude. This song was good. This song was really good. And I definitely watched this show to help me through middle school. But I don't I don't know if it really helped. But it's got the same problems that's a Raven. It's too dated, but it's a good song. It's good. Pink Panther is a classic. Um, I was so I, I had to pick all these pictures for these. And there's so many bad edits of Pink Panther. <laughs> Um, like in real life and there there's none of them are panthers. They're all like tigers and lionesses. It's very weird But you don't have to like jazz. I'm spitting for some reason. You don't have to like jazz to love this song It's so smooth. It's so groovy. It's such a good song. It's S tier. It's fantastic Pokemon gives like uh, I just died no, that's not the thing. I just died in your arms tonight by Cutting Crew. I'm, I'm not gonna sing it. I just don't have the energy. But it's it's giving me that like it's like this weird '80s glam rock. Song. It's good. Like I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, it gets you very pumped up. So I'm, I'm giving it. I don't know. I, I'm giving it an A. I'm giving it an A. By the way, I never watched this show, so. Dude, Jake the Magic Dragon, I watched this. This was a good show, I liked it. I like, I was really big into were creatures. Maybe we can talk about that in another episode. I was really into that. Uh, but Jake the Magic Dragon was cool and the theme song for the first season is pretty good, but you can tell there's some production issues. But season two of it, fantastic. And for that, and it's saving it, I'm giving it an A. It's really good and I recommend you rewatch it. And then Sid the Science Kid. Um, there's really not much to say about this theme song. It's just, it's like boring. It's just him talking in it and it's not good. Also, Sid the Science Kid uh, looks like my friend Cameron. Don't know what that has to do with anything, but I'm including it. And our last one, and possibly the greatest one, Spectacular Spider-Man. Dude, this song was so good. I still listen to I was on a road trip and we listened to this because it's such a great rock song that you don't have to I don't know I don't know what it is but it just it gets you pumped it's good the animation I know I wasn't gonna talk about visuals but the visuals are good okay it's just everything about this song and there's such cool editing and I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry but S tier baby all right literation once again at the end of the episode superior spectacular spider-man that song slaps. So yeah, that's my that's my ranking. That's my list. Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? I don't really care. You can comment, do whatever you want, but guess what? That's my tier list, baby. And I might do another one. Let me know. I, I have tons more of these theme songs. Just So just let me know. Until um, then. The countdown is edging closer and closer. We are almost back 
to the world of Game of Thrones, of Westeros, and dragons, and Targaryens, and I, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's, we got, we got some, uh, we got some homework ahead of us, guys. We gotta see if this series, House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, in reference to the Targaryen house, uh, will rectify the mistakes and the past sins of what's his name Benioff and other guy who brought me oh disappointing uh season eight was it eight seasons i've watched of that show mm -hmm. oh god so much time so much of my time i mean it was dwindling before that though oh i but, know yeah i know but i always held out hope that maybe one day it would get better perhaps there's a little spark of hope in me still that says they will do better this time. I don't know. Are you optimistic about this? Um, you know, I'm just trying to remain neutral. I don't, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I don't think it's going to be good. I'm, yeah. I'm all, I'm all Game of Thrones out. Um, yeah, I was obsessed I'm... with it and I, I was so excited to see where it went and I have, in all honesty, I'm kind of I'm kind of at the point where I might hate watch this. Yeah, that's how and, I feel. Um, and you know what? You're welcome to do that with me, uh, people watching, or you. You're here. You could you could watch. But it's um like it's it's such a it's such a big ask right now to make me not only go back to that world where I was let down. Um, but to now go back even further in time to a story that everybody talked about and was like, we're going to go, well, was that true or was that legend? And it's like, you know what? There were dragons. I already know most of this probably wasn't true, but it's... Um... You know what? Speaking of the dragons thing, I just realized the only reason they're probably only going with this story because it's the only other storyline in the Game of Thrones lore with dragons. Yeah, I didn't... Right. Uh, well, as, I we mean... said, as we said last week... It would be really interesting to take us into the same world, but take us to a different part of the country. We never saw, like, the anal analog of China. They had dragons in their culture in this world. Why not take us into something like that, you know, and see other parts of the world? Because dragons... Well, wait, aren't the Targaryens... Be... Targaryens are the only people who were the dragon uh, tamers, in, weren't they? In that part of the world but it's Did like they specify that no but it's open-ended you know and it's like they never went to these other places where who knows what the culture could be and you could take the same type of writing and do that but you know it's um yeah i think in terms of like what people are most anticipating the reason they did this is because they had a cgi budget and uh that's gonna go toward some dragon stuff mm -hmm. i don't know What's and everybody the... loves a everybody loves a Targaryen, so maybe yeah, in their mind. The... Sorry, I was just gonna say very because I, I have not got a lot of context to this because I'm not a big Game of Thrones fan. But I was just gonna quickly add, I think the reason why they're pursuing this story in particular is I don't know, maybe catch on to this is where you were going too. It's the whole idea of you know Daenerys was one of the most popular characters on the show. And people love dragons, and I think they just mm -hmm. took that and ran with it. Why right. do you think that was? <laughs> I... Well, I mean, it's also like in their minds, writing a wrong 
that they wrote wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's but it's like if you're going to write that wrong, going backwards, going further back in time is not the way to do it. Um you know, that girl looks young. Um this is Well, I mean, you know, the show's probably comment. meant to run for eight seasons or something, so. Yeah. Yeah. In the books, Daenerys was only like what twelve, I think. When is that the, right? In the first, when you're first introduced, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It also, like they're they're definitely mirroring a lot of characters that we already uh, are familiar with. I just remembered Matt Smith as the main guy. <laughs> That's probably the biggest reason I'm interested in this because I just like the actor Matt Smith, and I'm a fan of his version of Doctor Who. I, it's not like I'm picking between David Tennant and him. I just preferred I him. Know. Like, you know, if I had to, I guess I am picking. Never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, so I guess the yeah. questions that I have here, like, are we going to see... Oh, it's you know, Jon Snow. Look at that. It's, that's the thing. It's like, are we going to see proto-Starks? Are we going to oh, see... Oh, look, it's... Uh, what's her face? The, 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 the redhead daughter. Yeah. Sansa. Sansa. Yeah, no, Sansa. Sansa. Um, see, like that's again, that's what we're that's novice. what we're seeing is like they're gonna reinvent all of these other characters, you know, that are gonna I think harken back to the ones that we right. already know. And they're gonna just simplify it for people who couldn't follow Game of Thrones because it was it was very confusing for a lot of people. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna have a Tyrion. Cage? No, it looks like it. <laughs> We said we said this last week, but like, are there going to be? Is there going to be a Tyrion character, you know, or somebody with that energy that they bring on, just so that we feel that? Because some of this, some of this, the the idea behind a show like this is to get people interested in watching the original one again, because that's still streaming on HBO Max if you want to go watch it. You know, um, it's still a really great show. Like the first few seasons. Oh really... yeah. But you don't think so? Oh, you know, just like the later ones, right? I well, I don't know. They, uh, if you know, if you know, you know about the uh, what the words "red wedding" mean. Um, that yeah, I heard that really... there was a conspiracy fan theory that they thought the show was so bad that's why they killed off everybody and just kind of started over. <laughs> you know that in happened the in the finale. Because no, we, we're huge spoilers, but I, f I feel like you know it's years later already, so who cares? Um, I'll I'll put it up. There it is. Sure. Yeah, that Red Wedding Man. Um, I I was in college at the time, and I was desperately trying to uh, connect with my roommates and the people around me. And they said, let's watch this show. And so we did. And they all knew about the Red Wedding, and they just watched me watch it. And boy, what a, what a, what a night. I didn't sleep. Um, it was... I don't know. That was some of the the better writing on the show is like how careless they could be with characters that you had an attachment to. And I thought that sort of savage... That's when they were following the book. That's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah. Exactly. There's really no source material here to go from. And it's, I don't know. It just, it, I'm, I'm dubious. I don't, I don't really see this being fantastic. Do I hope it will right the wrongs? Yeah. Do I think it will? No. And then it's like, well, how could it even? Like, I'm like, I'm wondering if that's their attempt. Like, what, what are they? Like, what angle are they trying to take? I suppose. Yeah. You know what I would have appreciated more, actually. 
since the the books have come out at this point, right? I mean, not all of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Okay. okay. He's no. He's not. Here's what. Here's here's how you really do it, guys. You get George R. R. Martin to finish the books, get them out there, and then instead of doing a prequel, redo the last two seasons. Set it right. You know they've been there's a there's a, a petition going. There's been a petition for years for that. Really? Yeah. Reshooting like the final, at least the final season. Yeah. yeah send it over. I'll sign it. It's uh yeah. This I <laughs> if they were gonna act on it, I think they would have done it by now. <laughs> but yeah, I know. In addition to this being you know a big ask for audiences who were let down. You know, now we have it going up against some of the Lord of the Rings uh, prequels that are also coming out. It's also in the spirit of all these Star Wars prequels that are coming out. Everybody's telling the story before their story right now um, with bigger and better uh, technology. And that always yeah. bugged me, by the way. Well, I mean, Lord of the Rings note. budget per episode is probably going to be more than like Andor and each ep like per episode budget of Andor and House of the Dragon combined. Like they're yeah. spending like 60 million per, it's like insane. I I, I personally yeah. think Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Rings of Power, A, looks better, it's shot better. And for, for somebody who, again, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan guy either. If I had to pick between the two, just watching the marketing ahead of time, I'm leaning towards Lord of the Rings personally. Interesting. So, you I know, yeah. I was just gonna say I think I love Lord of the Rings more than Game of Thrones, um, so I'm sure I won't like this show as much. You know, I won't mind as much if the Game of Thrones show. Do you, do you guys think there's gonna be like this generational divide because a lot of the Lord of the Rings fans? I mean, you know, I'm not saying we are old, but we are older than say let's say a lot of people who maybe started off in the fantasy genre with Game of Thrones, whereas if you weren't, a, I mean, you can watch Lord of the Rings now, go back and watch the movies, watch The Hobbit and, and, and enjoy it, become a fan and read the books and all that. But if you were around, like when those movies were coming out and you went to see them in theaters and then you were reading the books and you were watching them win awards, you were, you know, you that kind of firsthand experience makes you a, a different kind of a deep devoted fan, similar to maybe somebody who had that same experience with Game of Thrones doing its original run. So do you think that there will be a generational divide between the audiences for those two shows? No, because they're so different. I hope kids are not watching Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> it's really not appropriate unless you're like, I don't know, 17. Uh, maybe that's a little too old. But, uh, and you know, there are people who are didn't grow up with the original Star Wars when they were coming out, and those are, everybody knows they're the that's better the thing. ones. Yeah, when, when the original sets a standard you know like the the lord of the rings i don't see anybody remaking those movies mm -mm. um they're I, I hope not they're cultural touchstones they did a good job with them people love them and people who care about again this is more of an advertisement to revisit those if anything and i think the only time where it's worth redoing something is something like dune you know dune has been done wrong so many times the first and one was a disaster now i mean as much point. as i like like patrick stewart and sure i the talent was there it just never came together but i see your point yeah but when you get to a point where like we can tell this story and give it the um the treatment it deserves 
then you you do the best job you can do. You try to be as faithful to the book as you can, in my opinion. Um, and you represent something that means a lot of people, to, that means a lot to a lot of people. And you, you, you give it, you celebrate it. And that becomes the version of it. But I don't think we're going to keep remaking Dune after this either, because they're putting a lot of a lot into it. Well, I mean, I think everything eventually gets remade, but it will you probably think be remake like the a original lifetime. three Star Wars. Will they reboot probably Star Wars eventually? Day. Oh, probably. Probably, yeah. I, I mean, every happening. just think about this, right? It just I don't. It's kind of weird because we live in a time where reboots are now more common than they were in the past so i suppose it's hard for me to like lay out an example from the 60s but even then i suppose you could say star trek for example you know they had the original series and then they did the new movie series which basically rebooted like from where the original series began um and that's probably the the, the most standout example i can think of but yeah i mean of psycho. course they did it with psycho yeah, but I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, now we're on top. We're, we're talking. They've about rebooted Star Terminator, Wars, but like, and failed like, five times. <laughs> what, what George Lucas yeah. has done generally is he's updated the you know, like the uh, special effects, yeah. so that it stays relevant. You know, that's something. But it can only stay relevant for so long, right? Like, I, I disagree. Feel like... I disagree because those are. Th that's the thing about those movies is they're timeless. So much of the stuff that comes out now is couched in like we were talking about um, about ads is it's couched in the culture and the charm of Star Wars of Lord of the Rings of Game of Thrones is it's not now it's right. a it's a story that's just in it's self-contained and that's, that's I think you put too much faith in people not wanting to make money uh, that's because fair, I'm sure fair, in, in in a good 20 years or so, somebody's going to be like, hey, we should redo this. George Lucas did it to his own films over and That's over again. Interesting. So, That's a good point. I mean, I feel like if they do reboot it, what they're not going to do is do it as another series of like, well, as a series. I think they're going to reboot it as like a movie series where each book might become its own movie or two movies or whatever. Or like similar, for example, um, there have been rumors that... Uh, under the new Warner Brothers uh, Discovery leadership, they've been work talking to J.K. Rowling of about doing a, a TV series based on the Harry Potter franchise world, like the Wizarding World. And of Harry again, Potter. so you wouldn't recast Harry Potter, but like well, not, I'd watch. Yeah. I would totally watch a show about wizards in that world at another school. Show me the American wizards for once. Show me the wizards because they exist. The way right. they did, they in the Fantastic well, Beasts, right? Yeah, no, They're was it Order of the Phoenix, or was it Goblet um, of Fire? I think it was Goblet of Fire. But again, show me, show me other parts of that world at the same time, so that they can reference things going on with Harry Potter, and so it ties in, as opposed to you know, predates. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, the, the, the Fantastic Beast does tie in, but anyway. Quick no, question. Not, I'm not no, I see. I'm going to pose this question because we've been talking about this at length already, but I want to want to kind of boil this whole conversation down to the show House of the Dragon drops in hours from now. So my question to you guys is: for somebody who like finds our video and he's they're, they're like interested in the show, or at least you know they're 
they're intrigued by the idea of the show. What should they be looking for to, on tonight's uh, premiere? Not a real, Tyrion. Yeah. Look for a real plot. Hope that it, it doesn't hinge too much on trying to tie in with this stuff. I mean, there's going to be a lot probably, but look for hints that this will stand on its on its own legs. Um, that's a, another big ask for a prequel series. Um, but if they do it right, it will. Tatiana? Um, yeah, basically what Andrew said. Just uh, look for something that is clearly not a... Um, it is a cash grab, but, you know, try to... Try to see through it. Try to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Well, I'll, as somebody who's a Game of Thrones novice, uh, I would say this. They worked on another pilot before this series, and after the pilot was done, produced, and, and all the money that went into it, they canceled it. And then they were like... Because they were working on like several different show ideas. Even now they're working yeah. on like a John Snow. They got a backup plan. Follow yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but like well, the point I was trying to make is HBO is known for having strict quality standards and sort of sticking to them, right? So they canceled, like I'm sure, an expensive pilot and said, we're going to change direction. And then this has made it all the way to getting a full season order. So I'd imagine they're confident in this and, and, and just the fact that it is a Game of Thrones property, there's a lot of people out there who will tune in just because they're at the very least curious to see where this goes. So yeah. I might be one of those people, even though, like I said before, I haven't watched any Game of Thrones episodes in full ever. So I'll maybe give this a shot and see if it's worth following. I'm not a big fantasy guy. I'm like a sci-fi person. Um, so the, the maybe fantasy is overshadowed away. by gratuitous sex and violence. Mm. So maybe you like maybe, that. Hey, maybe that's what a lot of people will be tuning in to watch. They'll be like, oh, like, is there some something saucy happening in the first episode? Well, that's episode? what I'm wondering. Is it even going to be like that? Or are they going to take it in a different way? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say probably. Probably. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. Let's be honest there. Come on. It's, like, HBO. it's HBO. It's yeah, it. that's true. We just said, exactly. We're, we're on the same page here. It's, it's, it's HBO. HBO. Yeah. It's HBO, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll follow up with you and uh, you follow up with us. This is partly your deal. So uh, make sure you do comment, like, subscribe, be our friend. We're on all the things. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and Twitch and you know, anywhere you get a podcast. Hang out with us. Check in with us. See what we're up to. We're always making stuff. Yeah, let okay. us know why, what excites you about the show or if you checked it out and you watched the first episode, leave a comment below. What did you think about it? We'd love to know. Sounds good. Alrighty, on to the next thing. A 10-year-old child of divorce in Washington, D.C. discovers acting. He becomes the lead in a number of school plays. The vice president of Middlesex Dramatics Club. A Juilliard student a noteworthy talent off-Broadway, and eventually, the Oscar-winning actor, William Hurt. Perhaps taking cues from his parents, who worked for a worldwide multimedia corporation and the U.S. State Department, many of Hurt's most notable roles are men tangled up in government bureaucracy, the shadows cast by big business, and the complexity of media narratives. You are fearless in a way that I shall never know always bringing a layered, conflicted reality to his performances. 
Hurt was gifted at conveying and exposing secrecy, whether as a government whistleblower, a mob boss, a hitman, the president, or the father of an immortal family. With four children of his own, he communicated the nuances of fatherhood through the screen, as Professor Alan Hobby in AI, Angus Tuck in Tuck Everlasting, and as Edward Walker in The Village. His brushes with authority, mystery, and the supernatural made him a natural choice for Captain Ahab, and an unquestionable Thaddeus Ross for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. To mention his three consecutive Oscar nominations and the win for Best Actor in Kiss of the Spider-Woman in 1985 is to say his mastery of the work was widely recognized, but an understatement to the art and the powerful career of William Hurt. Well, we got a kind of an overload of fantasy uh, prequel stuff happening right now. And the latest in this, uh, in this, I don't know, trend would be the new Lord of the Rings, uh, the Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. I'm, uh, I'm not going to be handling this one. I've, I'm actually not super familiar with the whole Lord of the Rings franchise. I've never, I've never seen one movie or read one book. So, um... <laughs> for for people like me who haven't, is there some appeal here for, you know, first-time viewers, people who are Lord of the Rings virgins, as we might say? It's a good question. I don't know, Roland, but are you a Lord of the Rings virgin? Nope. Uh, oh, virgin? Yes. Yes. Uh, kind of pretty much same boat as Andrew. I, I think I watched some when I was a kid, but uh, yeah, no. Sorry. All right. I, I I mean it's it's the truth. No, it's the truth. Like that's the, that's the thing. I was um, a little hipster boy. If if something was yeah. mainstream, I didn't do it. I'm sorry. And and the thing is, like with Lord of the Rings, if you're a fan, you're a diehard fan. People watch yeah. those insanely long director's cuts all in one day. They'll do sittings of like watching the entire entire series in a day. Weekends. Yeah. yeah. For and they'll do it over and over and over again. They're the production value on those is fantastic. Um, I've seen clips here and there and, you know, grew up with people telling me, you have to watch it. And I just could never sit down and commit to doing that. I feel um, like that's a very fun thing if you are into that, you know, doing like a whole weekend, maybe with like friends, you know, just sure. watching the whole thing. But sure. you have to be into it. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, like, there's a there's an appetite for fantasy, obviously, but there's also this, you know, now we kind of have to make a choice in terms of where where are we going to go for our fantasy fix? Because the Game of Thrones House of Dragons, that's going to be airing simultaneously. Um, George R.R. R. Martin put R.R. R. in his name after, you know, J.R.R. R. Tolkien. So it's... Um, to say that they're not influencing each other um, is, you know, to be kind of under a rock. There's, there's, there's a lot of fantasy. And we've been saying this for like a year now, but like there's so much fantasy because the world we live in right now is just kind of dull, a little grim for some. And um, 
you know, there is that need for escapism. What, what could they really add in a prequel? And why are we seeing so many prequels? What do you think that is? I don't, I mean, look, I don't know what they can add because I'm not, I am a Lord of the Rings novice, but like, look at this picture. Like, are you kidding me? This thing it's looks beautiful. Yeah. It's th- it looks like a Maxfield looks... Parish painting. It's I not mean, only it's... It, right. I mean, not only do these things like look at some of the stuff I've been we've been looking at some of these clips and and shots from the trailers and stuff, but this doesn't not only look like a movie. This looks like the kind of movie that would be like getting a production design Oscar or like a visual yeah, effects Oscar. Yeah. Like... It's interesting. I mean, like the just those pictures. Yeah. They're they're much more inviting. Um, and even more wholesome, I'd say, than anything I've seen for Game of Thrones. I, I actually, just based on the still images alone, I'm actually more drawn toward this. This is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it is the most expensive TV show of all time. And it shows. Okay. I'm, I'm just, you know, the thing, that, and I'll be honest, again, not having, because I'm not coming at this show from a story standpoint. I'm coming at it from, oh my God, the show looks fantastic. So, yeah. I, I'm like the one thing I'm looking for then is is all the money they put into it does that show because I've seen, we've all seen so shows far, yeah. where you're like where did where, like you know the Gray Man I mean you can kind of see it but you're like uh, they spent two hundred million yeah where did that money go because I mean a lot of yeah, times like question. actors get paid huge sums of money and this show you could tell with the production value, the CGI, the quality, like the, the set pieces, the size of the cast, the, the, the and they're not just getting like anybody off the shelf, like novice, no, nobody actors either. There's some like top shelf acting uh, actors in here. And like you you have to do a lot of uh, still, with, with, despite all the CGI, they have a lot of practical effects in this. It just Which looks I think, fantastic. You know, I, I'm always a fan of practical effects because sometimes when you do needless CGI, it sticks out. Like we saw uh, in Prey, you know, those floating discs. They it literally just looked like, you know, 1990s yeah. CGI of like unrendered. It was not, I was not impressed with that at Roland, all. Roland is not impressed with your opinion on that. Oh, uh, I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, there's that you know those discs and the that are sort of yeah yeah, yeah. Up? I'm, those, I'm I'm familiar with the scene. Those were really really bad in my opinion. You like it? Okay. Yeah, I have yet I'm to see of, the movie. I so I will judge it for myself. I mean the image, it certainly stands out. It does not. It, maybe yeah. it's a compositing issue. I don't know. I, I that's don't know. What, and sometimes that's it. But like, you know, with this, have a practical prop. Have have some. You know, and the well-integrated green screen is is an art in itself. Um, I know Game of Thrones, they tended to opt for, like, really beautiful scenery. Um, and some of the exterior shots on that show, like, I mean, just mind-blowing. Um, but they would still add CG clouds or uh, make adjustments in post. So it was... Um, it was a really, um, I don't know. They, they, here we, we're seeing a lot more uh, blending. It seems like a lot of this might be CG scenery. It probably stuff. is. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the but stuff like. Every shot, these are, I'm like, yeah. I'm blown away by these. Every shot looks like a painting and like a fantasy painting. It doesn't look yeah. like 
like cinemat like cinematic cinematography for the sake of looking cinematic. This looks like fantasy. And I like Say what that. you want about Amazon Prime Video, but Prime Video has a lot of good shows on it and they they really care about story. So I I would be surprised if this was bad. That's 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 uh that's my opinion on it. Hey, I don't say what you want. I say all the good stuff about Amazon Prime because I think between them and Apple TV Plus, like they low key are the two best streaming services around right now for the money. I know with Amazon Prime Video, I mean you can get it on its own, but Amazon Prime Video you can also obviously get for free as part of your Prime subscription. Well, what's interesting There's is just that like so I was watching the Terminalist seen... this week. I just wanted to go... Chris Pratt. That show has been in the top ten all week, and it's a fantastic. I mean, it's nothing revolutionary, but it's a fantastic show. And you get the whole movie star in a compelling show, fantastic fast-paced action, Antoine Fuqua. But I'm like, there's stuff on these streaming services that you wouldn't. And the the other thing is, they're not like piecemealing out stuff like Disney Plus does. So I like Amazon Prime and Apple TV for that. Well, what's interesting is like in all of the streaming war stuff, we really haven't heard much about Amazon Prime upping their costs or anything they're just their shows have just gotten better and they might be the sort of dark horse like quietly sneaking up on these bigger brands have like the money. disney plus and netflix <laughs> they certainly have, they the, have money. the money there's no shortage of money um but we've seen quality content coming out of apple plus and uh, apple tv plus and amazon prime whereas I don't know. Most of the Disney Marvel stuff, I've not been impressed with. A lot of the Netflix stuff, I actually saw an article on Vice that like all of the Netflix shows look the same. And I've been saying that for years. Everything feels like it's a Netflix. And well, they do because they have this. They have the same post production process to make sure everything looks uniform. Like yeah, and, and I think that's that. a mistake, yeah. honestly, because the the whole brand well, it's of more standard is, than. But I see you're, you're talking to stylistically, they, they look the same. Stylistically, the look okay. is the same. Even the feeling, cinema, um, just taking in the whole show, often they feel like this show could be uh, an episode that takes place, you know, in a different town in, a, in the same show, and they're completely different shows. So I think when your Maybe brand the is, is we have all things. this kind of different content, <laughs> yeah. then your, your content should look different and feel different i mean like squid game and stranger things i think are two examples where i mean maybe you want to call them exceptions but those two shows clearly stand apart as like, well in terms of there's a but there's a reason squid game was made you know out of the country by people it wasn't made for netflix originally right. it was sold to netflix um stranger things is deliberately stylized and so those are those are the two exceptions i mean the queen's um, but gambit anything netflix I never watched Queen's Gambit. Actually, that is pretty good. Andrew, I think you would like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, really, yeah really cool shots. Uh, we don't have to get into it, but you'd like it. <laughs> well, I mean, getting back to Rings of Power, though, I mean, again, let me just put this one image up uh, again. And this is one of many. Just watch the trailer. We have shown, like, uh, clips from the trailer as we talked about it. Yeah. It looks like you said, like a painting. Like, I you could frame this on the wall. It, I... I I get, I've gotten chills um, every time you've put up one of these images. They're, it's breathtaking. I mean, and the fact that it is a photograph is, or, you know, that it's a still shot from a camera 
Yeah. I, I, I can't even really put it together. It, does, it just doesn't seem real. And that's, that's good. I hope the writing um, matches that. I hope the acting matches that. But it looks like, I mean, well, those costumes even are fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we're going to be talking about this in even more detail next week because, like, we, we want to get, like, Mags and Catriona on, right? Because they're, I mean, they're the two big fans of this. So, um, right. But that's going to be on next week's show. I mean, I was actually just going through during our, our break, like, what else is going to be on next week's show? We're going to be talking about this, and, and then we're we're going to be talking about, you know, the the idea that George R. Martin um, does not want to be like Stan Lee. He always wants to have some control over over his uh, properties and, and like, yeah. Well, we've seen what happens when he loses control of it. <laughs> well, you mean like George Lucas, like, gave up Star Wars and he's got regrets about that. Well, I mean, that, but Martin is still, he's seasons. involved. Like, he's an executive producer on the new Game of Thrones show. Right. Um, like, J.K. Rowling is still very much in control of the Harry Potter everything. Like, they have to get her approval to do anything Harry Potter related. Um, it's a good place to be as a creator, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but all that's going to be next week. In the meantime, you know, talk with us, interact with us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, pretty much anywhere you get a podcast. And, you know, we take your comments seriously. Sometimes your comments even end up being the comment of the week, and we respond to them live on air. So, you know, be our friend. Talk with us. We are giving our opinions, but we're just people who watch movies and TV. You're also that, probably, if you're watching this. So become part of the community and uh, join the conversation. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye.